Welcome to the One Church Podcast. We're glad you could join us today for another epic message of grace. If you enjoyed today's word, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. It helps others like you find our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram by following us at OneChurchVB or join the discussion on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash OneChurchVB. For more information about One Church, go to OneChurchVB.com. Now, for today's epic message of grace. Here at One Church, we believe your tithes should belong in your home church. If you feel led to give, tithes and offerings can be contributed online through the Venmo app, available both on Apple and Google. Just search for One Church VB to find us today. You are now about to experience a Rick Stone original. Please enjoy. Hey, One Church, it is Saturday night and we are doing church. I'm very excited to bring the message tonight, but before we get started, if you want to greet each other in the comments, say something positive, lift each other up, let's have a good time this evening. Tonight, I'm going to be continuing on Acts. I get to continue from where Lee left off last week, and I'm going to be speaking about Paul and the voyage he came through. I'm going to do a lot of summarization here. I'm going to uh, not read four chapters, otherwise that would take up all the time, and I know you appreciate me not reading four chapters. I'm going to hit a couple verses, but I want you to go back and read these chapters. One, it's always good to fact check me, because you don't know, I might just throw something in there. But no, I want you to go back and read these chapters afterwards, because there's a lot to dive into, but I just kind of want to fly above and get a get an overall view of these last few chapters and what Paul uh, had to deal with. But we're going to pick up in Acts 20, chapter 23. This is where Paul is back at Jerusalem, and he is uh, basically doing almost what Jesus had to go through, jumping court to court. And, and one, one of the nights where he knew he was, he was under attack, if you will, uh, God spoke to him. And tonight's message is going to be God has something to say. And I could sit here and just tell you what God wants to say, but that kind of defeats the whole purpose. But in Acts chapter 23, it's verse 11. It's the night uh, when he's about to go to court again. And it's verse 11. This is what happens. But on the night immediately following, the Lord stood at his side, referring to Paul, and said, take courage for as you have solemnly witnessed to my cause at Jerusalem, so you must witness at Rome also. So we know that, that God has a destination and a plan for Paul, but I like this, take courage. See, God is encouraging Paul to take courage. Our courage comes from God. When we hear something that God's telling us, we're able to have courage because we know it's true because we know what he's telling us is going to happen. I don't think there's a doubt in Paul's mind at this moment when he hears from him that he is going to be in Rome speaking the word. The cool thing about courage in the Greek, it also means to be of good cheer. So here he is in the middle of being tossed around and, 
and going to court and not knowing what's going to happen, you have God saying, take courage and be of good cheer. It's not take courage and worry and, and stress and, and I don't know what's going to happen. And all. It's knowing what God's speaking to you because the world tells us a lot of things. The world looks at, at you and says, you can't make it, you can't do it. But God comes in and says, take courage. Tonight, I want to talk about listening for God's voice because he has something to say to you. I don't know specifically your situation or what you're going through or where you're at, but I want to ask you a question, not for condemnation, not to, not to make you feel bad, but when's the last time you listened for God's voice? The good thing is, if you say, man, Rick, it's been a while, our God is a God of I am. That means right now, he is our God. That means right now we can take a moment and listen for God's voice. I know God spoke to me very clearly and he asked me the same question is, when's the last time you listened to my voice? And, and I can sit there and say, you know what? I want to, you have something to say. I want to listen now. And I think the cool thing is, is Paul has God speak to him at the perfect timing. Because the very next verse in, in verse 12, it says over 40 Jews said they would not eat or drink until Paul is dead. That, that's, pretty, that's pretty strong. If I say, I'm not going to eat or drink until this is done, you better believe everything that's on their mind is going to be focused on getting to that, that task done. So what better timing is it for God to say, take courage, don't worry, I got plans for you. Because God has plans for all of us. We each have our own individual relationship with him and we get to experience God's voice and be able to walk through this journey. Now, I don't have 40 people trying to kill me, but I have stress sometimes of dealing with my kids. Sometimes work gets in the way, paying bills, especially at a time like this, that we need to press in and listen to God's voice. What is God speaking to you right now in your situation? What is it that no one else can tell you but God? That's why it's so special for us to have an individual relationship with him. There is nothing special about me. I don't want to see too many amens in the comments because I'm going to be watching this with you. Yeah, there is nothing special about it. But no, I'm being serious. There is nothing special about Rick Stone because I just get to stand here and speak a word. But the thing is, I get to go directly to God and listen to him. And so do you. It's not because I'm on this side of the camera. I get to hear something different from God. God wants to speak to you directly. And it's not until he tries to speak to you directly that he's going to send someone else to try to speak into your life because he has a direct access to you. So here Paul is uh, going to court again, and uh, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, but something cool happens in Acts 26 during the court is that these same people that don't like him, these same people that are after him, he's standing in front of King Agrippa and he basically has to put out his defense because he really did nothing wrong. They just saw him as a threat. And because Paul once was on their side, he understands where they're coming from. And now Paul is, is standing in front of them and something really cool gets to happen. The very people that hate him, he gets to love on. And in a strange way, he's saying his defense, but he gets to throw in his testimony of what God has done in his life. He gets to show, this is where I once was. I used to persecute Christians. I was actually on the road to go 
persecute more Christians when Jesus showed up in my life. And he gets to show love when hatred is being spewed. And what better time than right now to show love when hatred is happening? Hatred is this this overcoming thing that are this all-encompassing thing that tries to divide us and we can stand here in love and love people against the hatred. Hatred comes in many forms. Hatred comes in political views. You don't share the same political view as me. Hatred comes in in uh, it can come in as as race as as the way you look how awful is that, that the enemy will try to divide us based on our views and based on the way we look. The best thing about the church is everybody is welcome in the church. It doesn't matter who you are. God loves you and wants you to be part of the church. So in this time, what is our objective as the church? It's to love. Despite what's going on, we want to love. And that's what Paul gets to do is people are hating on him, but he gets to show the good news of Jesus and love and welcoming everyone, no matter who they are, what background they come from, where they're at. God can bring his love and light into dark situations. So Paul now is put on a ship. He's buying, he's in chains and put on a ship because he He didn't want to stay there. He knew he had to go to Rome. So what he did was appealed to Caesar. He appealed to Caesar because he he didn't think he was going to get a fair trial there. And now he's on this ship. And I encourage you to read this. I'm going to jump a a lot. But he's put on this ship and they're on this voyage. I feel like if you're on a ship and you're going somewhere, it's a voyage. You're not traveling anymore. You are on a voyage. It just sounds better too. And... Paul, Paul is now under, underneath, he's not, not up top doing cool things, he's underneath in chains with other slaves, and he's getting taken to Rome, and they stop at a couple places, and then he warns them, we shouldn't go on because the, sto- because of the storms that are coming. And some of these, sto- the, these storms that they get caught in are so bad, they don't see the stars or the sun for days. They don't see anything. Sometimes we're blinded in in our own storms that we don't even know which way we're going. And it feels like days and months and we're in the same place. And guess what happens? God speaks to them. When we're before the storm, we can hear God's voice and, and he sets up, I need you to go to Rome. And he sets up a destination for us, whatever that destination is. You may be uh, a Christian, you heard God tell you something years ago and you're wondering when it's going to happen. Keep listening to his voice. I promise you, if he said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So here he is in the middle of the storm. Everyone is, hasn't been eating because they've just been tossed and thrown throughout the waves. And this is what Paul stands up and says in Acts 27. And this is verses 20 through 25 through 25. And I'm reading out of the NASB. And this is what Paul says, yet now I urge you to keep up your courage for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship for this very night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I'm who I serve stood before me saying, do not be afraid. Paul, you must stand before Caesar and behold. God has granted you and all those who are sailing with you. Therefore, keep up your courage, men. This is Paul speaking now. Therefore, keep up your courage, men, 
for I believe that God, for that God, it will turn out exactly as I have been told. He's saying that an angel came to him and said, you're going to be safe. Don't worry, you're only going to lose the ship. The plan is still in place. And some of you need to hear that today, that plan that God has for you, it's still in place. And the cool thing is in this situation, God speaks to Paul. And it's not just for him. It, it reminds him to have courage. But God gives us courage so we can now encourage. Now he's standing up with courage. He's of great cheer because he knows what he just heard and he believes God's voice. He may have not the night before. He may have been battling, God, I thought you had a plan for me. I thought I was supposed to go to Rome and preach the word and here I am in the storm and everything looks like it's dark right now. Nothing looks like it's going my way. What am I, and, and an angel appears to him and says, no, his plan is still in place. And he stands up with courage and tells everybody boldly, no, this is who God is. This is what God's going to do. This may not make sense because the storm is still going on, but he brought hope in a hopeless situation. And there may be hope, a hopeless situation going on. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe you need to stand up for your family and speak life over your family. Maybe you need to encourage in your living room. It doesn't have to be on a ship somewhere and be this dramatic thing. Maybe it's right there in your own household. Maybe it's at work, wherever it is. If we listen for God's voice, it takes the fear of the unknown away. Because if we trust God, that's the courage, right? Our courage is trusting in God. And if we trust God, we, it's impossible not to have peace when we trust in him because his word stays the same. He doesn't change on us. Our emotions change. We change with, with circumstances, but God stays the same. And here it is, he's speaking up and he breaks bread with, with people and says, it's okay, we're gonna be okay. And I'm gonna do a lot of fast forwarding again because after this, they run the ship aground, they lose the ship, what do you know, God was right. And what do you know, no one dies. And they end up on this island of, of Malta and I'm gonna fast forward, this is a huge, a very cool spot that happens, I, I encourage you to go read it. A snake comes up and bites Paul. That, yeah, that doesn't sound cool, but he survives. They all look at him like he's crazy because every person on this island that's been bit died. And then he goes around and heals people. And this amazing thing, isn't it crazy how God can use a storm that looks like is going to destroy us and it takes us to a place to right where he wants us to make a difference. The storm sometimes guides us in a place that we don't think we're supposed to be. God's words are always true because the very next thing after that happens, Paul lands in Rome. He made it and you think, man, he's gonna be preaching on the street corners. He's gonna be going crazy. He's, that, that's what I would think. Oh, I'm gonna go to Rome because people need to hear about Jesus. You would think, He's gonna have this stage, he's gonna have lights going, maybe some smoke when he comes out, just saying it'd be kinda cool. And he's gonna be preaching this word, but instead he's actually on house arrest. He's in chains and he's, but he has favor because he's able to live alone with only a guard. And you think at this moment, how is he supposed to preach the word? And I think this is better than what he could have expected. Rather than having to go out to the corner, people started coming to him. He was able to preach God's message, 
by sitting in a house. He may have been the one with chains, but he saw the people out there were the prisoners. The people that didn't know who Jesus was were the real prisoners. That he's locked in chains, but he has this freedom in Jesus. That in the midst of the storm, at the midst of everything going on, that he got tossed around, people were trying to kill him. He goes on a ship, he almost dies, and God speaks to him, and it stays true the entire way. And here he is, better than expected. He gets his own place, and now he's preaching to people as they just come into his house because he loves people, because he just wants to show people this is who Jesus is. This is where I was, and this is where I am now, and it's all because of Jesus. And I, I want to ask you, do you have the courage to trust God in your situation? And how, what does that look like? How, how do I trust God? Are you listening for his voice? There's nothing I can do. I can't fulfill and come in between your relationship with God. It's your relationship with God. Should we come to church? Should we get online and, and encourage each other? Of course, but nothing substitutes a direct relationship with God. If you're in a storm right now, whether it's because of the pandemic or, or just because life is happening, listen for God's voice. I believe he's speaking that to us, that we need to listen to his voice voice directly and have that fresh revelation of who he is in that direction because God wants to speak to us but we have to be willing to listen he's not going to bully his way in he doesn't take control he doesn't possess the enemy possesses but God is a gentleman and we invite him in are you accepting his grace because he lays it out there he he allows us to take it he's not going to force it onto us but are we going to accept his grace if you're not a Christian, that's okay because you have the opportunity to accept Jesus in your life. And the best thing I've ever done in my life and the thing that took the most courage was accepting him into my life and saying, yes, I cannot do this life on my own. Yes, I need your voice. I don't know what's going to happen, but I believe you're in control. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. It's the courage of accepting his grace. And I believe as a Christian, it becomes a lot easier once we keep doing it over and over again. Storms happen. We change. God stays the same every single time. Doesn't matter what the world, the craziness that's happening around us. It doesn't matter about all that. It matters having a relationship with God. And out of that, love happens. Out of that, we're able to overcome hatred. Like we're standing in the court and people, 40 people want to kill us. We can show Jesus in the middle of hatred. That's what God does. He brings light into darkness. When you feel like nothing can happen, when you can't see the skies because it feels like the storm is overtaking you and God comes in and speaks and he calms not just you, but people around you. That's what God does. This is not a burden to put on you that if you don't hear God's voice, then the next person isn't gonna be able to understand. No, it's if God wants to get a message out, he will, but why not be a person that can be in the middle of it and be a part of what God's doing? We are not bigger than God. God wants us to be a part of what he's doing. And it starts with a relationship with him and, and listening to his voice. That's what Paul, that's what I truly believe Paul was doing throughout this whole process during these few chapters that I went over. 
that Paul was listening to God's voice and he was speaking truth into darkness and he brought light into darkness. And that's what we get to do no matter where we're at, no matter where we're at on the spectrum, if we're just becoming a Christian or we've been a Christian for a while, we need to hear God's voice. So if you don't know Jesus, I want to invite you to accept him as your Lord and Savior today. I want you to accept his grace. And, and I'm going to say a prayer and you can say, amen. I know it's online, but if you have the courage, I'd like for you to just message one of us. Not that you have to be a part of one church. That's not the point. It's we want to help you uh, on this, this uh, journey or this voyage, if you will. Uh, Christianity and that that relationship with God so I'm gonna pray and if you say amen for the first time I want you to message us so let's pray God we thank you that you are speaking to us we thank you that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and we believe that and that we have a relationship with you and we can go boldly into the throne room we thank you that you have forgiven us of our sins and Jesus took all of that on the cross and we believe all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. One Church, thank you so much for joining us. I, I appreciate you. I hope y'all are still commenting and talking for the next few moments. Uh, let's encourage each other. Let's show love to people. No matter who they are, where they come from, whatever their background is, let's show love because that's what the world needs is God's love. So we love you and hope to see you next week. Thank you for joining us for another epic message of grace. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen so others can find us too. We'll be back next week with another incredible message. Until then, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at OneChurchVB or find out more information about One Church at OneChurchVB.com. Have a great week.